to Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 5.35 and the Black Crows. We're back, Steve and Dave in Rock 102. Hey, good morning. Steve is on vacation in lovely South Carolina, or he's on his way. I don't even know. Where's he at in that whole process? I think he's there. Okay. He hasn't, uh, believe it or not, when he's gone, he doesn't <laughs> contact anybody. Hard to believe, right? And I've actually followed on those footsteps. <laughs> We've got Scott Cohen today to talk about the Boston Marathon. He's on the road. He'll be on the phone today, right? I think so. <laughs> Don't know, actually. Uh, it's also National Lineman Day today. National Lineman Day. Should we play Lineman for the county? I got to believe we got to do that. The Glenn Campbell favorite. And I'm also thinking of my favorite Patriots lineman of all time, Vince Wolfork, Houston Antoine, and John Anna. There you go. Those yeah. are three good ones. Yeah. And I think this is actually geared for the, the guys and girls who do the heavy work there for the... For the electric company, for Eversource, for people like that, making sure that the lines are all set and ready to go there, right? Also, you'll be talking about the the wedding over the weekend. Yes. So that'll be cool, too. My son Dash got married. It's uh, just about 537 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552 and Eric Clapton on Rock 102. Good morning. Uh, good morning to you. Steve is not here today. He's on vacation. He's in Hilton Head, South Carolina, where they just had the big PGA golf tournament by the way where the winner gets the plaid jacket and yeah uh, he'll, well, re- he'll return next week but well, we're here it's Bax and dave you know a plaid jacket doesn't seem to be the same thing as a green jacket either neither one of those jackets are real convenient things to wear yeah the, the winner looks really stupid posing in that plaid jacket like really do i gotta wear this and the trophy's nice but the plaid jacket, not so much. Uh, you know, with Steve not here, mm-hmm. you know, I got to go uh, searching around for things now, and yeah. I don't know where all this stuff is. Right? I know. Like, you know what uh, I mean? For instance, uh, you know, his Hollywood trash theme song, we're, we're kind of searching for that right now. Kind of like, well, it's sort of like uh, a post-Easter egg hunt here on the Back Steve and Dave show. Yeah, I didn't, uh, didn't even think about that. I yeah. mean, I think I have... A version of something? I think I do, <laughs> okay. but I I can't be entirely. Hold on just a second. Let All me. Right. That's fine. It. Yes. Well, is that it? Two Springfield? No, that's not it. That- uh, let me see. Let me stop that and see if this is it, and maybe this is it. Rock 102 Springfield. No, that's not it either. While you're searching around, uh, we, we can say that uh, Easter occurred, and nobody got hurt yesterday. Well, at hold the, on a second. Yep. Hey, hold on. Are you starting this? I, I'm going to start it. I'm right, ready to go. Let me, let me just uh, say this for the uh, the record. Then. Mm-hmm. And Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aquapump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well for the pump and into the house. Time for Hollywood Trash with Dave Coombs. All right. Very good. Coachella, by the way, ongoing. Day three. Kicking off on Saturday, Billie Eilish was there, mm-hmm. Megan the Stallion, and uh, Swedish House Mafia yesterday. Anyone, Bueller, Swedish House Mafia? Anyone? I'm not, I'm not aware of their catalog, no. Uh, Doja Cat and The Weeknd also playing their musical selections at Coachella over the weekend as music festivals are back. Other music news for you, uh, Leonard Skinner frontman Johnny Van Zant and um, the older brother, 38 Special co-founder Donnie Van Zant teaming up for a new song to support Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis. It's called Sweet Florida. So Skinnerd and politics, not something you normally associate together. All right. George Harrison partnering up with the hemp brand Dad Grass for the new signature line, All Things Must Grass. You know, he had that big album years ago. Sure. All Things Must Pass. And so his estate cashing in as well. Gotcha. Yes, drummer Alan White 
one of his most priceless drum kits stolen from him recently at a storage unit in Washington State. Apparently, it has been returned. And the Who are making headlines. You know, Alan White's probably got like 50 different drum sets. You think? You you lose one. No one wants to get the, you know, jacked for their drums. Mm-hmm. Believe me. No yeah. one wants to lose drum pieces. But I'm pretty sure that uh, Ludwig, who sponsors him, yeah. will find a way to get him a new one. Have you uh, have you ever lost any drum paraphernalia i know you're a big drummer um no i'm not a big drummer i'm just a, a big guy who sits behind drums in a, ba- in a in a basement uh no i've never lost anything no one has ever stolen anything but i don't go out of the house with them either <laughs> right well hey this was stolen in a storage unit as i said you know and you'd think storage units would be pretty secure i don't know uh who the who making headlines roger daltrey apparently will be aboard a royal caribbean liberty of the seas cruise fancy headlining the 2023 rock legends cruise 10 aboard royal caribbean so you got that to look forward to uh the who by the way made their return to network tv this past friday night performing on the cbs late show with stephen colbert and the who also back in the states Busy rehearsing for opening night of their North American tour, which kicks off this Friday night in Fort Lauderdale. Are we down with the Who? Are sure. We, are we seeing the Who even at their advanced age? No, I mean I've uh, you know I, I'm beyond it, but I would go. Where I mean, do we where do we draw the line on seeing these bands who once were famous and are still doing it, like the Stones are out there on tour? Well, I have no problem seeing a band that's long past their prime, but mm-hmm. they've now had. I believe fifteen farewell tours in the last fifty years. <laughs> yeah, right. So I mean, yeah. At what point do you say I don't think this is going to be the last one? The first posthumous recording from late Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins has been released. He supplied the lead vocal to an Edgar Winter cover of his late brother Johnny Winter's "Guess I'll Go Away" on the Brother Johnny tribute album. So you can look forward to that if you're a Taylor Hawkins fan. Uh, Doors guitarist Robbie Krieger. Rolling out a string of dates stretching from the spring through the fall, he'll commemorate the 55th anniversary of the band's second album, Strange Days. Is he the only Doors guy remaining, by the way? Robbie Krieger? Uh, is John Densmore still is alive? Okay, yeah, but I don't think he's involved in this particular tour. I mean, yeah, the other two guys are long gone, but yes. uh, I don't know about the Densmore. Grateful Dead co-founder Phil Lesh has just announced a string of 21 dates, culminating in a nine-show residency at New York's Capitol Theater in Port Chester, New York. So if you're a fan of the dead or Phil Lesh, you can put that on your schedule. Kendall Jenner posting a topless photo over the weekend. Apparently, according to People Magazine, she posted a photo of herself poolside wearing nothing but her purple bikini bottoms with one arm holding a bottle of 818 tequila. And this was on what? On Instagram? Yes. I don't see enough nudity on Instagram, and I don't know what what I'm missing. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah, if I have to really start digging deep into the Kardashians or whatever it is, but I just don't enjoy enough nudity on the social medias. Yeah, I would imagine this was a shameless promotion for that 818 tequila holding the bottle there, her other arm draped across her chest. No, so it no, really no, no, no. wasn't fully naked. No, you know? I'm, I'm sure this had nothing to do with any shameless self-promotion. Mm-hmm. Not from that family. No way. <laughs> right. It's hard to believe. And Seth Rogen, not happy about Jack in the Boxes, new 420 Pineapple Express promotion. Of course, Rogen was the star of that movie and also starred in such films as Knocked Up. He's commenting on the new 
Pineapple Express Shake available at Jack in the Box for 420. He says, and he made an official statement, this has nothing to do with our movie Pineapple Express. We had nothing to do with this, and we weren't even asked if we want our film associated with this product. Sure he didn't. Yeah, I guess. Right? Not buying that at all. He's going to get extra promotion out of that. That's it for your Hollywood trash. We've got your 102-second sports coming up next. Top dollar. Place between 6 a.m. And 7 a.m. It is 6.01 on Rock 102, and we're going to have highs of about 60 today. Gale warning, in effect, until 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. As for tomorrow, low 50s for the highs with rain likely. Your weather brought to you by Noonan Energy, serving Western Massachusetts for over 125 years. NoonanEnergy.com, the place to go for more information. Here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. Baseball, Sox over the Twins, 8-1 yesterday. Sox hosting Minnesota at 11 a.m. this morning on Patriots Day, of course. The Boston Marathon will run today as well. Bax will have more on that in just a couple of minutes. In hockey, the Springfield Thunderbirds beating Charlotte twice over the weekend. They're at Rochester tomorrow night and at Bridgeport Friday night, then back home at the Mass Mutual Center against Wilkes-Barre Scranton this Saturday night. Golf, we mentioned the RBC Heritage in Hilton Head, South Carolina, where Steve is on vacation. Jordan Spieth beat Patrick Cantlay in a playoff to win the coveted plaid jacket there. And in basketball, the Celtics beat the Nets 115-114, to 114, game one of their playoff series, a Jason Tatum layup at the buzzer for the victory. Kyrie Irving had 39 points for the Nets in the loss and also had some special salutes for the Boston Garden fans. Looking, tied up right now. Gets it back from Claxton, shot clock at four. Irving fires away. Got it! A two-pointer for Kyrie Irving. And I think he might have saluted them. And this was such a beautiful shot. Turns and the middle finger salute to one of the fans. I hope get fined for that. Yeah, enjoy the fine there, Kyrie. That's it for your 102-second sports. Coming up next, Bax's view on the Boston Marathon running today. It's straight ahead in his view from the couch on Rock 102. Your... And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As I'm sure you know, today happens to be Patriots Day. It also happens to be the 126th running of the Boston Marathon. Unfortunately, due to several physical setbacks, I was unable to complete this rec- the requisite training that would have been required of me to participate in this year's event. I know. I know. Bad feet, bad knees, weak ankles, and a medical-grade lack of motivation has led me to back out of this year's Boston Marathon. Instead, I will let somebody from Kenya or Ethiopia take my place in the standings. Now, as you know, the Boston Marathon has not been won by an American runner since uh, 2014, and even that guy was from out of town. Now, I'm not saying we should exclude anybody from running the Boston Marathon because I think that's wrong. Even though both Russian and Belarus runners have been told to stay home. And frankly, they didn't really have much of a chance of winning the Boston Marathon either. None of us really do. But is that really the point? See, I don't think so. And here's something else I didn't know. The last guy from Massachusetts to win the Boston Marathon was Alberto Salazar in 1982. And he was originally from Cuba and moved to Massachusetts. And with housing rates being what they were, he couldn't even afford to live in the city. In other words... 
This is an international event that doesn't and shouldn't exclude anybody, even when their countries of origin are acting like a bunch of bloodthirsty jerks. Now, of course, I won't be able to enjoy the marathon this year, and if I could, I've already, I should have been on the road by now. Since it starts at 9.37 this morning, and between traffic and parking at South Station, running 26 miles, and having to take the green line to Government Center to Park Street, transfer the red line to South Station to get back to my car, and then drive two hours back home with these tired feet? Forget about it. Believe me, I'm doing all these international runners a favor by staying home and staying out of their way. Except the Russians, since they'll be staying home too. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Got an Ace Rewards card? Right. It's time to go start uh, getting some real savings, instant rebates right at the register at Rockies. No mailing nonsense, no redeem online rigmarole. Get an Ace Rewards card today. There's nothing to it. You just sign up and you'll always get the best deals at Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 612, and Zeppelin on Rock 102. Hi, about 60 today. Gale warning in effect until tomorrow morning at 6. And then tomorrow we're going to have low 50s with some rain likely. Over the weekend, my boy Dash got married. Did you play any Dixie Cups? By Dixie Cups? Yeah, the Dixie Cups. Do you mean the Red Solo Cup drinking game? Is that what you're talking about? No, the, the name of this uh, great vocal performance is by the Dixie Cups. I could have chosen the Ronettes, but instead I chose the Dixie Cups since he used to write the trivia on Dixie Cups, right? That's right. Hard to believe, Bex, this song did not play during any of the selections from the DJ they had on hand at the Colo Club in Hoboken, New Jersey over the so weekend. I would, have, I would have probably asked for a refund. I know, right? I feel that way. Uh, the Colo Club, by the way, great venue in Hoboken for a wedding, especially for 30-somethings, which is what my son and his now wife are. By the way, my son's named Dash. Now Val is Mrs. Dash, as you guys said on Friday, you gave me that tip. I included a, that into my best man speech. That's great. I did not say the word mf however. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Why yeah. not? No, it just wasn't the right time. There was 100 bucks on the line, Dave. I know. I know. You guys did offer me 100 bucks if I slipped that into the best man speech. Yeah, you could you could have easily taken that 100 bucks, put it right back into uh, into the wedding. I know. As a, as a, as a, to embellish your gift. I know. And, and, uh, and here you are. If he ever gets remarried, and God forbid, he never has to do that. <laughs> right. So, unlike his old man, right, I should say. Right. <laughs> but if we uh, sweeten the pot, mm -hmm. say like $200, mm. could we get the, an, M, uh, an MFR out there? Yeah, you know, I, it's tough because I think Dash and his wife and their friends would have loved it. You know, being 30-somethings, right. they wouldn't have cared. But there were parents, there were grandparents yeah. there. But, I, you know, but, you know, but let's just say the yeah. next time around, yeah. some of those people won't be around to go. <laughs> okay, yes. If it's, a, if it's a younger crowd, significantly more geared towards their, yeah. their uh, age group, I, would, you, I, would you consider it? I would definitely have pulled the trigger under those circumstances. Right, and yes, I will consider it again. But good, by that Steve, time... Steve and I are going to have to start saving now. Well, by the time that comes around, it may be more than 200 backs. So I'm just thinking about inflation here. That's all I got to say. Sure. Sure, and I get that. Yeah. So the Colo Club, again, the location in Hoboken, New Jersey, sort of a warehouse chic kind of downtown kind of thing going on there where you showed up at the warehouse and there was like a grain elevator that took you up to the third floor 
where the Colo Club was located. Sort of a bar restaurant kind of deal. Where people throwing uh, grain at them at it, the uh, the wedding rather than there, rice. There was none of that. There were none of the, the the real hard and fast traditions of that. There wasn't even a tossing of the bouquet. Really? Yeah. It's a whole different scene now. I mean, you're daughters are going to get married in about 10 years maybe if they get to their 30s and not if i got anything to say about it <laughs> but maybe you'll find that out at this age they kind of do away with some of the traditions well keep in mind yeah you know, i was married mm-hmm. uh, three years ago right so you know a lot of the things that would normally happen mm-hmm. in a wedding yeah you know we didn't bother doing because first of all you know we're we're older right and uh you know we don't we don't have to do a lot of those uh, those that foolishness. Yeah, but you know it is it is tradition. You know things like uh, you know the father daughter dance or you yes. know daddy's little girl or yes. butterfly kisses or any number or like the one thing that we uh, we to- we decided right away. No one's getting a face full of cake. S- same between my son Dash yeah. and his new wife Val. They didn't do that. It was a very polite little piece of cake placed well, in each other's mouth. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. That wedding cake was not cheap cake. It was delicious. It was beautifully done mm-hmm. by uh, Gregory's up there in Hadley. Fantastic cake, I must say. One of the better cakes I've had. But we weren't going to waste that cake right? smearing it on each other's faces. You know, she uh, she was all made up and looking beautiful. Mm-hmm. I was all made up looking beautiful. Where the last thing I was going to do is, uh, you know, mess my uh, mascara up. And so that's what we did. Yeah. The cake in this case was made by one of their friends who was there in attendance. She does yeah, that boy. as a as a sidelight, you know, really? to her regular job. And it was fantastic. It was a three-layer cake. You had chocolate on the bottom. You had vanilla in the middle. And you had lemon on top with great frosting. And she did a great job with the cake. I'm always hesitant to use too many friends as yes. vendors in a, in a situation sure. like that. Yeah. And I used a, a friend as a DJ. People mm-hmm. say, oh, you're going to have Steve be your DJ? Mm-hmm. No, because Steve was a guest. Mm-hmm. And uh, my other friend, right. uh, Nino, he was our DJ. Mm-hmm. And he did a great job. Okay, But even then, I feel like, yeah, listen, you're a pal. I don't want to... I don't want to take advantage of you that way. When it comes to making a cake, mm-hmm. well, let me go back. If, if it comes to the DJ, mm-hmm. the DJ is going to play the songs he feels are appropriate and songs requested by the crowd. Right. But someone making a cake, you either know what you're doing with a cake or you're making a lousy cake. Right. And you're saying the cake was good. It was, it was really good. All right, good. Yes. Because I would have been more than happy with like an Entenmann's coffee cake. Well, no. It, it, this, was, this was a good move, what they did with the cake and the cake maker. And then as for the music itself... I don't know what their first dance was because it was so obscure, and I forgot to ask, so I'm going to have to find out with a follow-up on that. All right. It was some sort of sweet kind of female vocalist. Could you sing a little bit? I can't even remember it How right about now. A hum? No, Can you hum? I don't know it. I can't help you in that regard. I'm going to have to contact my son, and maybe by the end of the show today, I can get an answer for you as to what that tune was. Were, were, were any words like uh, booty involved no, in the lyrics? Or, no, uh, it was sweet. It was sort of just like a ukulele and a female voice and sort of an alternative feel, and it was perfectly captured ukulele yes yes really yes it it was very sweet and then as soon as that was over the first song on when people got to the dance floor david bowie let's dance oh really okay (laughs) and then the one you're about to play go ahead all right okay (laughs) yes see i was really concerned because when you say you say hey they play Dancing Queen. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm ready to shoot down the, ro- the road there. It was the second song played after Let's Dance by David Bowie. Oh, okay. Because yeah. that's that's fine. And the dance club was 
jamming. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Did you do any dancing? Nope. Attaboy. Good for you. And the, I think the more appropriate question is, can I do any dancing? All right. There's. Let me ask. Let me set this up. Can you do any dancing? Again, no. Which is why you're, I didn't. You're a former professional athlete. <laughs> if anyone's got some control of their bodily functions, it should be a guy like you. Not a guy with bad knees like me. And you oh, can identify man. with that. Boy, do I ever. The hotel. I, mean, I, I, I danced for a little bit during my wedding, did but you? man, not not enough. What was your first dance? Did you have a special song? Uh, did we, we did, and yeah. it was obscure. And okay. uh, it, it was uh, ukulele. By, no, it was by a, a guy I know, mm-hmm. and uh, well, I mean, a guy that I have met since the wedding. But right. um, interviewed him on the podcast, and he has a song called "Lucky in Every Way." It's a guy mm-hmm. named Thomas Walsh from the band Pugwash. Nice. Beautiful song. Yeah. The, uh, the the sentiment of it was perfect. Have you interviewed and him on Baxi's musical podcast? Or I have. Yeah. I have, and he's awesome. Mm-hmm. And in fact, he uh, he played uh, he played a house gig mm-hmm. just a few months ago in Fall River. Wow. And we got to go and nice. uh, and hang out with the guys. It was kind of cool. But nevertheless, I told him that that was our wedding song, and the guy was kind of touched by that. So it nice. was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the officiant at my son's wedding was a dude named Josh with really long hair, and right. he did a great job. Good. And he had just recently been ordained somehow on the internet. I guess that's how it's done these days. Well, anybody can go get ordained yes. for yes. a wedding. Mm-hmm. Like my the guy that did our wedding was a was a friend from college, mm-hmm. and he has been ordained to do wedding. Well, he's a like a ship a, a ship commander in the navy. Really? Yeah. So uh-huh. he can. Huh. You can do weddings any time you want. Sort of like a Gavin McLeod aboard the Love Boat. Yes, there's a very Merrill Steubing <laughs> thing about him. <laughs> and the hotel where we stayed, by the way, in nearby Jersey City, again, the actual ceremony in Hoboken, birthplace of Frank Sinatra, Jersey City, where we stayed, sort of the next town over. Right. And a little bit run down at first glance, but the more I stayed there over the week and the more I grew to be fond of Jersey City. And by the way, our hotel, right next to a PATH train stop that took you under the water right to the World Trade Center train stop. which no, is no, a fa- fa- Have you ever seen the World Trade Center train station? I used to see it a lot. It's fantastic. No, oh, I know. <laughs> well, I mean, it not, not, to say not recently would be kind of uh, cruel. Yes. And my, my, my most uh, memorable event from over the weekend while staying in this hotel in Jersey City was falling asleep to the sounds of scratching right above my bed. Scratching? Yes. This particular hotel, my room was on the second floor, which was below the lobby, which was on the third floor. In between, I think there was some extra space of infrastructure. Okay. And in that space, obviously... Somebody was living because the entire night I'm hearing scratching above the ceiling right above my bed in this you, hotel. You sure it wasn't the dying hooker in the bathtub <laughs> trying was, to get out? It was not. It okay. was not. I, I let her out a lot earlier in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Once, once you were done and yes. the envelope was passed, you were like, ah, you can get out of here. Here's a towel. <laughs> exactly right. No, I think this was some sort of uh, animal that's maybe native to New Jersey. Perhaps a large rat or something like that. <laughs> Just I, thinking ahead. I believe here. that is the state animal. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you're so, absolutely right. So I won't disclose the name of this very fine hotel, but it begins with H. And there's a bunch of them, so oh, you can kind wow. of put that. Hyatt Hilton Holiday Inn. Exactly. Could be any one of them. Exactly right. I'm not. I'm going no further than that.
Oh, good. I'm glad. To, I'm glad it was a good weekend. <laughs> it was a great weekend. That's awesome. Yep. And you and you, but your speech because you were we, yes. we had a lot of great suggestions right? about what you should do. Yes. Did you take any of those suggestions? I did. I told you. I took the Mrs. Dash suggestion. All right. My son's name is Dash. And All right. She became Mrs. Dash. What about my suggestion of treating the the couple like you've never even met them before? I did right at the beginning of the speech. I incorporated some of that, and good I can for sort you. of I can give you some of those details from my speech as the show unfolds today. Oh, that'll that. be great. Yeah. It's uh, six twenty three with back Steve and Dave and Rock one hundred two. One hundred two Springfield's classic rock. It's six twenty nine with Stone Temple Pilots on Rock one hundred two. Uh, so yeah, uh, Steve's not here. It's Bax and Dave as part of the Back Steve and Dave show. And uh, my son Dash got married over the weekend. And yeah, I did incorporate a little bit of your suggestion in my speech as the best man. And I was very proud to be my son's best man, by the way, uh, because um, you know. We go way back, obviously. He's 35 now. Well, he's known you for most of his life. He has. Um, I kind of did a Stefan kind of thing at the beginning there. Like wildly effeminate and, yes. uh, and, and, yes. and dressed uh, yes. as kind of like a like very trendy? I didn't have the, the outfit. I just wore the black suit and black tie that Dash requested. Right. But it was like, uh, New Jersey's hottest couple is Dash Val. This couple has everything. Lava lamps, track suits. And all you can eat garbanzo bean buffet. And is that Tony Danza? No. <laughs> it's just a pair of conjoined Italian twins struggling on a slip and slide. Very good. And the 30-somethings, Kyle, I, I, yeah. it's a good start to the speech. There. And the so, old people are like, yeah. so that's what his father's all about. <laughs> exactly right. Well, that explains a lot. Well, my my actual, my parents are big SNL fans. They haven't missed an episode in years. So even they appreciated <laughs> The Stefan thing. Uh, good. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, real quick. Uh, Scott Cohen will be joining us on the phone mm-hmm. in about a half, like 40 minutes from now. We're going to talk about all kinds of things. Uh, basketball. We'll talk about baseball. We'll also talk about the Boston Marathon, which begins, I don't know, in about like uh, two and a half hours from now. Begins as soon as you get there. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to have to really... <laughs> Haul ass on the on the mass pike to get there. If I'm going to run, if I'm going to compete, I'm going to have to get busy. Bunch of people got you in this year's race. So. It's uh, six thirty one with back Steve and Dave and Rock one hundred two. I try to get at least seven hours of six thirty three with back Steve and Dave and Rock one hundred two. It's time for news and it's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car whether you're traded or not. Time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. It's Patriots Day today. You got a Red Sox game with the Twins at 11 this morning. And of course, you got the Boston Marathon, the men's wheelchair start, kicking off at 9.02 this morning, followed three minutes later by the women's wheelchair event. And then the actual race, USA Network has coverage on TV, live streaming on the NBC Sports app and Fubo TV. And here's a list of the banned items in case. You're interested in going. All right. Weapons or items of any kind that may be used as weapons. So that would include a lot of stuff. Backpacks or any similar item carried over the shoulder. Suitcases and rolling bags of any type. Coolers are banned. Glass containers or cans. Flammable liquids, fuels, fireworks, or explosives. Any container capable of carrying more than one liter of liquids. That's kind of like the airline regulations, I guess. Mm -hmm. Handbags or packages, or bulky items, large blankets, comforters, or sleeping bags, costumes covering the face. Now, I don't know if that's a new one or not, and you think about the Tour de France, and all the people out there in costumes and painted faces cheering on the cyclists, uh, yeah. you know, you can't do that at the Boston Marathon. You can still wear a COVID mask, though. I Yes, I guess. You would have to, right? 
So it says costumes covering the face, but that's not a costume. That's a protective mask. But says you're right. who? Yeah, right. Maybe I'm trying. Maybe I'm trying to look like someone who's trying to avoid uh, getting COVID. That's my costume. You're portraying yes a safe person. That's right. Like I could wear medical scrubs mm-hmm. and have a mask, yeah. and I would seem like I'm anybody else walking around the streets of Boston. That would be a tough call for the security people at the yes, event. I would, would think. And props are prohibited. It says props, including sporting equipment and military and fire gear. What about signs? Can I bring signs? You know, there's nothing on there about signs, and I think that's part of the Boston Marathon experience, so yeah. I would think that's okay. Well, here's the other thing I want to do. Uh, I happen to have a list of every runner, all 30,000. I would like to name all their names right now, all starting right. in alphabetical order. Very good. Uh, number one. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can't not, do I, it? I can't even read the guy's first name. <laughs> the Boston Athletic Association, of course, which oversees the event, announcing Spencer the Dog as this year's official dog of the race. Spencer's owner, Rich Powers of Holliston, posting to Facebook that Spencer and his other dog, Penny, were taken to the ceremony for this announcement at the Fairmount Copley Plaza by limo in order to honor Spencer for his years of cheering on and inspiring the Boston Marathon. I guess this golden retriever is there every year. Uh-huh. And this year he'll be holding a Boston strong flag between his teeth the whole time. Is there any runner in the Boston Marathon that even notices this dog? Or are they too busy trying not to die on the, on the way to the finish line? Yeah, I don't think the, the runners care, but I, I think the fans love seeing a dog. I mean, he has a cute golden retriever for crying out loud. Spencer, the official Boston Marathon dog this year. He's a therapy dog, by the way, who was dealing with his own health issues during the last couple of years while COVID you know, claimed this race. Right. He just had a three-and-a-half-pound tumor removed from him last year. Does the comfort dog get his own comfort animal? I imagine his sister, Penny, the dog that I mentioned there in the open, maybe alongside him. Maybe not as the I just wonder. You know, not, some some dogs are just naturally uh, anxiety-filled, and I just wonder if, if a, a comfort animal for them would make them better. Yeah, I think, well, maybe Penny, his sister, gets to stand alongside him, although not as the official dog of the race. Chicopee native Ashley Dion is running her first Boston Marathon, and she's raising money for the Sean Thornton Foundation. It's founded by Sean Thornton, the former Boston Bruins hockey player, raises money for Parkinson's and cancer research, and Ms. Dion also running in honor of her grandfather, who passed away in February of 2021 after he battled both Parkinson's and cancer. Wow. Good, Good for her. Yes. Uh, some events that took place late last week that we had been covering on the news earlier in the week. Patrick Major got the nod as Chicopee's new police chief. He was the name we were pulling for, right? Chief Major. Chief Major. So Patrick Major on Friday got the job. Now, uh, he, wait, he was a captain first? And that's I, what we got? Was he, he Captain Major? He, yes. Yes. And now he is Chief Major. Or major, major, or something. I I don't know. I have no idea what that is. Well, I, don't think, I don't know. If there are majors in uh, in city police. Okay, I, I know there's a colonel in uh, in the state police. I know there's a colonel on the clue board. That's all I got. Yes, that's the mustard one, right? That's Colonel Mustard. Okay, and the conservatory with the wrench. Okay, okay. but I don't know about Patrick Major's official title. Uh, congratulations. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be nobody. Will be upset about that whatsoever. Chickabee has never had a single person become the chief of police um, uh, with uh, with any any uh, obstacles. Well, and they've had nothing but interim 
Chiefs the last couple of years because of other issues. And, of course, the yeah. recent scandal involving Lynn Clark. See, the reason I'm saying this is every time there's a new police chief, mm-hmm. there's a problem. Really? Oh, yeah. Only in Chicopee? No, not only in Chicopee. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, certainly, uh, you know, Springfield's had its uh, time every now and then. But for whatever reason, this is like the great. This must be the greatest job a person can have mm. is to be the chief of police in Chicopee. I, you, it's, hey, for some people, it's the pinnacle. Congratulations as well to Maestro David Kidwell, the Holyoke Civic Symphony Orchestra, celebrating his 25th season with a special concert coming up May 1st at Holyoke Community College. How about that? I know you'll be there, Bax, front row, for some of their performances of Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue. Oh, that's a classic right there. Florence Price's Concert Overture Number 1 and Shenandoah, A Symphonic Portrait. Fantastic. For details, it's HolyokeCivicSymphony.org. Rhapsody in Blue, though. That's a, that's a great American classic right there. Yeah, that was used, I think, in American Airlines ads for years, wasn't it? Wasn't it was. One? Yeah. Yep. Fantastic piece of work. In Southwick this spring, the Division of Fisheries and Wildlife planning to conduct prescribed fires at the Southwick Wildlife Management Area on South Long Yard Road. This is to improve and maintain important wildlife habitat and restore native grasslands. This always amazes me that they can have these prescribed fires and they can mm-hmm. somehow control these things but they do it every year i guess right yeah um and i've never really understood that you know the the science behind it is to say look what this forest needs mm-hmm. is a fire right uh to protect it that always seemed kind of productive to me it, it, normally yep. in some areas of the country california comes right, to mind right and when you set the forest on fire it tends to destroy the forest and homes. Yes, and maybe if there's an expert listening to us right now, you can explain how in Southwick, for instance, they're able to control a, quote, prescribed fire. Why couldn't they use those same tactics to control one of the wildfires that occur in California, like you said? Well, I think the the difference is, you know, a controlled fire mm-hmm. is uh, controlled by people that know what they're doing, whereas yeah. a forest fire mm-hmm. is usually started by someone who doesn't. Yeah. So it's, it's the starting of the fire that allows them to control the fire, I guess. The first prescribed burns of the season, by the way, may occur as early as today. So if you're seeing fires in Southwick, that's probably, probably, I say probably what's going on. The exact time and location of the prescribed fire activities depends on safety, weather, and environmental conditions. Now, as I said earlier, when I gave the weather report, there's a gale warning in effect until 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. So I don't know if that's going to affect this whole schedule or not. Well, yeah, if, if they got to postpone it, they will. And if it's too windy to control the fire, mm-hmm. they're not going to do it. Yeah, I guess. And a gardening supply store in Michigan drawing in customers with the promise of free gas with every purchase. Grow Green in Whitmore Lake, Michigan, announcing... That 180 customers who came in Friday afternoon and evening would get five gallons of free gas with any size purchase of gardening supplies. Wow. Grow Green's marketing director, PJ McMillan, said the gas giveaway is part of the store's tradition of, quote, free stuff Fridays. I like some free stuff on Friday. I like some free stuff every Friday. Mm Mm-hmm. And we've got a big event coming up uh, this Sunday, right? Uh, yes, Bacon and Brews coming to the uh, the log cabin. Mm-hmm. Very excited about that. Yes, and we'll be there from noon to 3 on Sunday afternoon. Looking forward to that. High of about 60 today. Gale warning in effect. 
until 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. Tomorrow we'll have highs in the low 50s with rain likely. We've got your mass hat coming up next on Rock 102. Hi, this is Crystal and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.50, excuse me, 6.51 and the Eagles on Rock 102. Well, I, I can understand why you're a little confused there. It's cold as hell down here for crying out loud. I'm what? freezing. Yeah, me too. I'm wearing long sleeves. Yep. Think about running upstairs and grab my jacket because yep. it's so damn cold down I, here. I may as well, and I got a t-shirt on but with a nice warm, supposed to be warm sweatshirt on over, and I'm cold as well. I'm always cold down here anyway. Of course, we got mold growing. We got all sorts of problems here at Rock 102. <laughs> Highs of about 60 today outside with a gale warning in effect. Until 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. We got some rain coming our way tomorrow. So we got that to look forward to, which is nice. By the way, Steve is on vacation. So it's the Back Steve and Dave show without the Steve part this week. Right. So just be Bax and Dave. I guess. And onward we go. Yeah. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. We have a few mass hats to get to today, Bax. And you know what? Apparently, I am the mass hat because I'm anti Catholic, apparently. I haven't really noticed that in you. I didn't notice it either. I mean, I'm, I'm Catholic, and I don't feel like uh, that's the reason you hate me. No. <laughs> somebody somebody on Facebook accused me of being anti-Catholic. Now, I, you know, I have a lot of detractors already since I joined this show. How long has it been now since I've been part of this, this show here? Uh, well, almost two months. Almost two months, and then sort of a year and a half as a fill-in on this show. Yeah. But apparently... Oh, people are sick of you already. I guess. And according to one person, I'm anti-Catholic, and that's why they're not listening anymore. And I, I just... I, I have no... I'm like, What? That's news to me. I don't. I mean, I am a Protestant, but I yeah. don't. I, I mean, oh, you know what it probably is? What? It's probably because mm-hmm. you went to a wedding on Easter weekend. Oh, it's Holy Week, my or it has been Holy Week, and my, here, here mm-hmm. you are, mm-hmm. uh, you know, basically uh, defaming the tenets of the uh, the Catholic Church <sighs> for your own selfish purposes. Okay, I get it. Guilty as charged. No. Because after all, you were the one who set the date. <laughs> I know. It's my, my son's wedding. And I did get people asking me about that, but they didn't judge me about that. You know, well, pe- I- friends of mine who weren't at the wedding are like, oh, you know, boy, it's... It's Easter weekend. I said, "Oh, yeah." Well, I had I not, hadn't thought about that. Well, you're not the one who booked the room, right? Yeah, you know, that was uh, that would have been your son and his is now his wife. Correct. So you were just told, you just did what you, every what you were told. Show up, and and be there, and then go. And leave. Be, oh, and leave a gift before you before you bug out. Which I did. I left a very hefty gift, by the way, and they wanted only cash. So I cut pretty good check. To Dash and Val. 25 bucks? Oh, just a little bit more than that. 35 bucks. Shh, quiet. I, you're not supposed to disclose that stuff. Ah, whatever. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I guess I'm anti-Catholic because I showed up to my son's wedding, which happened to be scheduled on a Saturday during Easter weekend. You bastard. <sighs> I guess. So well, hof- hopefully people will forgive me for that. Well, it's not about people forgiving you, it's whether God and Jesus will give you a cut you a little bit of slack. I'm not really close to them since I am a Protestant, as I said. Uh, on to some other mass well, hats. You can be close to them as a Protestant. Well, yeah, but you're just ne- you're not quite as close, I don't think, as a Protestant. Oh, as you- no, no, no. I think I think you can all I think we all have our Various <laughs> needs and uh, desires when it comes to that one. Well, I think Jesus is not as big a part 
God is important to the Protestant faith. Jesus is there, but he's just sort of like not quite as popular. Do you want to uh, to get a bulldozer or a payloader to dig, dig that uh, hole even deeper? What do you What do you need? I'm maybe, just we, maybe we can rent the right equipment for you. Yeah, I'm going to have... Listen, I want to leave this segment having all the denominations hate. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Yes. I hate your show because you hate Protestants, too. No, stop already, for crying out loud. Uh, this is another mass hat for you out of Quebec, where the Ministry of Health and Social Services had to apologize because apparently that website accidentally tweeted out a link to a Pornhub video nice. instead of a government website. What during... kind of video? Well, I'm glad you asked. It was some foot fetish porn. Really? Yes. Could you uh, describe this uh, video and very, very slowly while I write down notes? <laughs> Are you a foot fetish kind of guy? That's my business. <laughs> uh, apparently, more than a half hour passed before officials corrected the, airy, uh, the error on the Canadian industry <laughs> website. The so, ministry so for 29 minutes, yes. they, they really enjoyed what they were watching. Yes, and it, it doesn't describe the details of the foot fetish porn that was right. released on the Quebec's Ministry of Health and Social Services website. Don't know. They did issue an apology. Quebec is the horniest of all Canadian provinces. Is that right? I didn't oh, know that. Oh, yes. Wow. Yeah, spend some time in Montreal sometime. <laughs> The, the ministry later tweeted, quote, due to a situation beyond our control, a link with inappropriate content was posted on our Twitter account and on our web pages. We are looking for the causes. We are sorry for the inconvenience. You know, I suppose since it occurred on the Twitter site, maybe they could blame Elon Musk for this. <laughs> Just <laughs> maybe took over, right? Wow. So we got a few mass hats today. And for those who I offended because I'm, quote, anti-Catholic, I'm sorry. Would you please consider re-listening to the show? <laughs> it's back, Steve and Dave at Rock 102. This place between 7 a.m. and 8 a.m. It is 7 a.m. on Rock 102. Highs of about 60 today with that gale warning in effect until 6 a.m. tomorrow. As for tomorrow, highs in the low 50s with rain likely. The weather is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. Baseball, Red Sox over the Twins yesterday, 8-1. to Sox hosting Minnesota at 11 a.m. this morning on Patriots Day. And, of course, the Boston Marathon running today as well. Boston, by the way, will be without multiple unvaccinated players for an upcoming series against the Toronto Blue Jays in Canada, where the Canadian government requires a person must have received a second COVID-19 vaccine dose or one dose of Johnson & Johnson at least 14 days prior to entry. So a few Red Sox players do not qualify for that series north of the border coming up a little bit later on in the week. Elsewhere in sports, in hockey action, the Springfield Thunderbirds beating the Charlotte Checkers twice over the weekend, including yesterday. The T-Birds are at Rochester tomorrow night, at Bridgeport Friday night, back home at the Mass Mutual Center against Wilkes-Barre Scranton this coming Saturday night. In golf at the RBC Heritage in Hilton Head, South Carolina, where Steve is on vacation, Jordan Spieth beat Patrick Cantlay in a playoff to win the coveted plaid jacket. And in football, the USFL launched its season over the weekend, first time since 1986, and as you might expect, sloppy play included nine fumbles by the Michigan Panthers in a loss to the Houston Gamblers, and Philadelphia Stars kicker Matt Mengel 
having a punt blocked for a safety and missing two field goal attempts during a loss to the New Orleans Breakers. I guess his dream of playing big-time pro football died. That's it for your 102-second sports. Coming up next, the Celtics with a playoff win and Kyrie Irving returning to Boston. Bax has the details in his view from the couch on Rock 102. Brosco is... And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Remember back a few years ago when Kyrie Irving got traded to the Boston Celtics by the Cleveland Cavaliers because he couldn't stand being there? And you remember how Kyrie didn't like playing for the Celtics either and wound up signing a four-year, $136 million deal with the Brooklyn Nets only to be an agitator whose anti-vaccination stance kept him from participating in home games until the city of New York eased COVID restrictions? Well, I think we can surmise by all of this after one difficult season after another is that Kyrie Irving is somewhat of a self-centered jackass. Last night, for example, as the Boston Celtics were busy beating the Brooklyn Nets in Game 1 of their Eastern Conference playoff game with an incredible buzzer-beating layup by Jason Tatum and winning the game by a score of 115-114, it was Kyrie who felt he should turn his outrage and discouragement directly towards the fans that once supported him in Boston. You see, despite scoring 39 points last night, everybody is instead talking about his actions during the game. Specifically, they're talking about Kyrie using the international sign language of both middle fingers extended in an upright position as if to say, hey, Boston, I don't like you. After the game, Kyrie spoke about his middle finger saying, quote, it's nothing new when I come into this building, but it's the same energy they have for me, I'm going to have for them. Yes, of course, it's about the energy. The very energy that watched you blow a lead in Boston with a Jason Tatum easy shot at the buzzer in a crucial postseason matchup. Of course, this isn't the first time that Kyrie made similar hand gestures in front of a once-supportive fan base. Earlier this season, he was fined $25,000 for doing the same exact thing in Cleveland where his NBA career started. Will he get fined this time too? Oh, you bet he will. Of course, it would only take me getting fined $25,000 once for me to learn my lesson. Same cannot be said of Kyrie, who isn't willing to learn anything from anybody. But hey, enough of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Take care of your lawn. Get Scott's four steps. Step one, go to Rocky's. Step two, buy stuff like the four step uh, deal. 80 bucks out the door with your Ace Rewards card. No rebate nonsense. You get lawn care expertise, good people, rock solid service, and Scott's four step at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 710 and The Who on Rock 102. Hey, there's a gale warning in effect. And by the way, it's the back Steve and Dave show. Without Steve this week, he's on vacation in Hilton Head, South Carolina. Uh, on the phone with us right now. Oh, man. Always a joy and a thrill to talk to Scott Cohen. <laughs> How you doing, Scotty? Oh, buddy, I, I can only hope that uh, your, uh, your and Dave's excitement is commensurate with my uh, compensation package. So, oh, yes, um, of course. Wow, absolutely. Congratulations. By the way, I mentioned the uh, vacation of Steve Nagel in Hilton Head, South Carolina. He looked great winning that plaid jacket yesterday at the RBC Heritage <laughs> down there. No, 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 no. That was Jordan Spieth. I know they, they resemble each other. But <laughs> oh, yeah. You're right. You're right. <laughs> it's, they're like a couple of bookends, those two. <laughs> 
Did you guys, I mean, we, we obviously have a lot to talk about, but did any? Did you guys watch any of that, that no, golf yesterday? I didn't. No, I played that course, though. It's fantastic, Scott. Yeah. It, it's great. I, I have also, uh, Dave, and I, we were, I was down at, at Hilton Head, um, what, what are we, in April, probably, uh, actually almost this time last year. And, um, yeah, great course. Uh, Jordan Spieth won it. Uh, he won the, um, uh, the Travelers a couple of years ago by holing out um, yep. uh, bunker shot on eighteen, yep. and he yeah, man he he won in a playoff yesterday over over Patrick Cantley, and he did the same thing on the playoff hole, got it to within a couple of inches, and won the tournament. So uh, my uh, everybody loves Jordan Speed. He's a fine young man. Uh, you're at uh, you're in Boston right now, uh, getting I believe you're uh, suiting up, got your track suit ready to go, your sneakers are on, getting ready to run the well, Boston Marathon. Well, not not exactly. Um, I was um, my uh, my girl's uh, sister actually um, is one of the elite runners in the field, and um, uh, she actually she won the Masters uh, division a couple of years ago. So she flew in from California to run in the race, and um, I actually was just down at uh, in Copley Square not too right before I talked to you guys this morning. I uh, dropped her off, and we're going to go watch her run on the marathon. Nice. Now, will you be one of them, uh, those drunken people on the side of the road who may have to relieve themselves in a building in public? Well, you know, uh, guys, that I, like I always say, you know, if you, uh, a man's got to realize his limitations. You just got to do, you got to, you got to do what you do best and just stick to it. So, uh, possibly, Baxi, you yeah. never know. Well, I mean, you could conceal it, I suppose, with a coffee cup or something like that instead of, Actually, letting it go on a building, you could I, I secretly suppose. let it go into a coffee I, cup that you had used already. You know what I'm saying? Well, in the in the in the words of uh, of uh, Malcolm X, uh, by any means necessary. So yeah, we'll, um, <laughs> I don't I don't think that's what he was talking about there, though. I think, I think there's a philosophical difference between the two. But you know, the I mean, the marathon is uh, is always a great thing, and uh, the Red Sox will be playing at 11 o'clock today against the yeah. Twins. So I mean, it's it's a great day to be in Boston if uh, if if you can if you can stand the traffic and the uh, the long lines and the influx of all kinds of people. Yeah, you know, um, it, it it is uh, it is guys. We you know uh, those of us who are from New England, you know, we know what a great day it is. Um, I went to uh, I went to college in Boston during uh, the Bill Rogers uh, years in you know in the mid to late seventies. And our dorm was the old uh, Kenmore Hotel, which is still there in Kenmore Square. And you know, if for when we were in college, you know, we, you know, which you, you were talking about earlier, public drunkenness and whatnot, we could literally hang out of our uh, dorm room windows, and we had a front row seat for the marathon to go by. And you know, the uh, right before, right, be, right, literally, right before the the lead runners would make their way into Kenmore Square, the Red Sox game would let out, you know, about about two o'clock. <laughs> and yeah, it's it's a great day, man. It, it it really is. And, you know, all the organizers and everybody, they do a great job with it. And, you know, it's one of the most I was talking to um to Hillary this morning who I dropped off. It's it is one of the greatest great road racers in in the entire world. And is that northeastern where you went to college? No, I went to um, I went to a, a, a broadcast school called Graham Junior College, oh. and then finished up at Emerson. Okay, and, wow, uh, I never heard of that our, first one. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our our Graham dorm was literally right in Kenmore Square. We wow. got a front row seat for everything. You have to be the most famous alum in the history of that college, Scott. 
Oh, well, I'm not so sure about that. So I'll, uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure, at the very least, you are the pride of Emerson, uh, Emerson College. Yes, there you go. I'll, yep. I'll take I'll take that to the bank. <laughs> hey, uh, I do want to talk about the Red Sox here before we get to uh, talking about the Celtics, but the, the Red Sox uh, are getting ready for a trip to, to Toronto, and there are multiple yep. unvaccinated Red Sox players yes. on the roster that are not going to be able to make the trip because they are, un, are unvaccinated. From the beginning of the season, and we're only talking about like a you know a week and a half, uh, there's been a lot of speculation that Toronto is going to walk away with this division. But I have to believe this is something that Toronto is going to benefit from for as long as there's COVID. Yeah, and then and that if in fact every team that uh, that is a contender, if they have guys sitting out and not making the trip, that is a unfair advantage to the Blue Jays. Well, and the Blue Jays are already a favorite. That's what be, I'm saying. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It makes me wonder if yeah. that's playing a part into you know, why people are uh-huh. saying Toronto could walk away with this thing. And you know, like a, a couple of things on this. And you're right. Uh, there's uh, there's a handful of Red Sox guys who are not vaccinated. And and what do you call it? Um, uh, Aaron Judge um, on the Yankees uh, isn't isn't vaccinated either. And you know, they're I I think what did I read? It's like. 15% of the schedule, um, you know, they, cause you know, they're playing those, those teams in, in their division and they play them multiple times. And, you know, we're not going to sit here and make a political statement about it because we've been, you know, we've been up and down this road a hundred times before, but you know, the fact that we're still, you know, after all this time talking about unvaccinated professional athletes who are in a situation that you just described where you have to travel for your job and, and, you know, the games that they're playing now are just as important as the ones they play the last two weeks of the season. The fact that they that they're that we're still talking about this, just it it, it blows my mind. Yeah. But it, it is what it is. And you're right. It it is absolutely going to favor the Blue Jays. There's no question about it, and especially a team that, you know, has enough talent to win it outright yeah. without a, a mm-hmm. pandemic and without vaccination restrictions. And and I, I was I think I, I read an article on Mass Live this morning. You know, it's not like it's not like you know Joe Blow on the roster either. Uh, there's there's one of the Red Sox uh, pitchers. I, I can't recall what his name is now. He was going to he's going to miss a start against the Blue Jays. Tanner Houck because he's not vaccinated. Tanner Houck. Tanner Houck. Yeah. Right. And so that's, again, just un- unbelievable at this point. So we need to. We absolutely have to talk about the uh, the Celtics game yesterday. Uh, a great way to finish, you know, with a buzzer oh, beater man. layup, and they beat the uh, the Nets one fifteen to one fourteen. Ah! And as great as that is uh, to win a game, to win the first game at home against the Nets, the behavior of Kyrie Irving doesn't surprise me in the least. No. 39, 39 points. And to beat, and this is not the first time he's been disrespectful for fans that he used to play before in front of. He was fined twenty five thousand dollars for flipping off the fans in Cleveland earlier this season, and here he is yep. doing it again, like the knucklehead that he is. You know, listen, um, he deserves all of the criticism that he gets uh, for he, he just he does, and you know, and it's what guys like the three of us do. We. We have our we have our fun at the expense of a guy like Kyrie Irving. I think what people um, I hope they appreciate this about him. He's a tremendous player. He's he's uh, 
very, very uh, articulate in his in his um, ideas. I mean, this this guy is no dummy. He's no criminal. This is a stand up guy. And he was quoted after the game as saying that, you know, when somebody uh, calls him out by name, he's going to respond. And, I, you know, quite frankly, I don't blame him. And quite frankly, it gives it, it just only adds fuel to to the fire of the series, which is, as it turns out yesterday, is going to be a really good one. I'm um, I'm all for his behavior. I think it, it just it adds color to uh, to the landscape. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, there is something to be said about you showing a little class during this uh, thing too. And you know, he well, has shown a, uh, yeah. he has shown a couple of times, but that's not really uh, a priority for him. Oh, Baxi, aren't we? Aren't we? Aren't we all above class? I mean, well, I'm on, a I'm all. a rather sophisticated uh, man about town, if ah. I do say so myself. Oh yeah, you see me about town. Mm-hmm. Well, I think if I if I give you well, what are you talking about when we're when we're <laughs> off the, when we're off the air and I give you a hard time, you flip me off every single day uh, time I see you. I was wondering how long about? it would take you to come yeah, to but, that conclusion, but, Scott. But I only do that because <laughs> everybody else does that in the building. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just uh, me. It's everybody. If everyone else was hey, jumping think, off a cliff, would you too? <laughs> yeah, would you do it too? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think. I think what we. I think what we saw yesterday with um, um, that. This. Uh, I think we all knew that the that the Celtics did not get. Um, they got the draw uh, to face a very dangerous team in the first round, and you know when you uh, you know listen, Boston's the number two seed. And the Nets are in number seven. You're you're not supposed to need a lay-in uh, shot in your final possession at the buzzer to win the game. But I I just have a feeling that this is just going to be the way it's going to go, and the Celtics are going to have to uh, they're going to have to do what they did yesterday and then some for for seven games to beat the Nets to go on to the next round, and then they've got to play Milwaukee more more uh, likely than not in the next round. So they got their work cut out for them, but. Uh, Great game yesterday, no question about it. I, I think they get past the Nets, and it may it may take the full the full seven games to do it. Yeah. I think uh-huh. I think they win. I think Milwaukee winds up being a real real tough battle for them. You know, if they don't make it past Milwaukee, I don't think anyone can be really surprised. But the this Celtics team is is a team that is going to be great yep. in the next couple of years. So you know, stay tuned. It ain't it ain't going to end just uh, this season. No, and they're—I mean—they're—they're they're pretty. They're pretty darn good right now, and they won that game yesterday without what uh, uh, Robert Williams the third, who, um, uh, you know, if maybe they'll be able to rest them for for this entire series, and he comes back against Milwaukee. But the Celtics were on full display yesterday. That's a very very good team. Not only did they win without Robert Williams the third, they didn't have Robert Williams the first or the second either. Yeah, where were those two guys? They could have helped. <laughs> they, were, they were in charge of keeping an eye on Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Probably a good idea. All right, Scotty, we will talk to you uh, next week when you come back. All right, gentlemen, look forward to it. It's 734 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month, enjoy April shower discount, 60% off installation. Log on to yankeehome.com. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Hey, today's tax day in Connecticut. Tomorrow is the deadline in Massachusetts because today is Patriots Day. 90%, percent of tax returns are filed electronically these days. Did you do that or not? I don't do it myself. I, uh, I hire a uh, qualified professional to do it. As did I. Mine's a little complicated because I work 
in Springfield, technically in East Long Meadow here, but live in Enfield, Connecticut. Yeah, so, they got that all figured out though. Yeah. It's it's a it's a yeah. I've never had to do it. Mm-hmm. I've never had to do it, and I and I always wonder. Well, you know, sure, I could live in Connecticut, but do I want the hassle? Was it a big hassle? Again, since I hired like you did a professional, no hassle at all. I'm going over there today to sign them and be done with the whole thing. And so I do owe. Apparently, he told me over the phone that I do owe Connecticut. But really? I'm getting something back from Massachusetts and from the federal return. So, so I, it's I, like, I don't know the numbers yet. Right. But, you know, okay. You well, don't know the numbers. How, what, I, do you normally procrastinate with this thing? Yes, but not to this extent. Yeah. Not to this extent. And I'm glad you brought that up because only 6% procrastinate until the night before they're due. <laughs> so I'm, I'm in elite company, Bax. I'm yeah. going to look at it that way. We used to hire a guy mm-hmm. years ago, uh, and this goes back a long time, mm-hmm. who uh, would make us fill out a worksheet mm-hmm. to figure out our, our taxes. And it was like a 75-page worksheet because, you know, you want to have a guy do it so you don't have to go through the the anxiety and mistakes that you sure. would normally make. Mm-hmm. But if you're filling out a 75-page worksheet, yep. what the hell am I paying that guy to do it for? That, well, that's Practically true. Practically doing it myself. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I'm now uh, not going through all of that to get my big fat refund of tens of dollars. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh. Where are you going to spend that, by the way? Oh, don't you worry. <laughs> In my mind, I've got it all taken care of. So as of April 1st, 71% of Americans had filed their taxes already, and 62% say they like to get it over with as soon as they get their W-2s. Another 27% said they hire someone to do their taxes for them, which you and I both enjoy. I know. I'm telling you. It's a way to do it. The Boston Marathon takes place today as well. So it's tax day and it's Patriots Day. Got the men's wheelchair start kicking off at 9.02 and then the women's wheelchair event right after that. And then the regular runners, TV coverage on USA Network, live streaming on NBC Sports' app and also on Fubo TV. It's interesting. You've never, I've never ever seen a, a, a runner mm-hmm. at the Boston Marathon fill out his taxes while he was running. Wow. Or she was running. Well, that'd be a first. Somebody could pull that off, probably, right? Well, I think it'd be interesting to see somebody there with a bunch of forms and you know receipts and you know uh, tax ID, like your W twos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trying to organize everything while you're trying to run through the streets of Boston. Some tax expert is what you're saying, and you know what? I have a theory about people in life. Some people are experts at two things, and so, for instance, if you had a tax expert running well during the Boston Marathon, he or she might be. The world's best long-distance runner slash tax expert in the world. Because let's say you assign specific values to each of those things, and maybe they achieved, you know, expert tax status Mm -hmm. in that field, and then also, you know, expert running status. So say you gave them an 8 to an 8.5 on each scale. Right. That would give them enough status to be the top tax expert slash long-distance runner in the world. Now, you know, I played pro soccer as a goalkeeper maybe i'm the best soccer goalkeeping radio personality in the world maybe and you backs what would be your two 
Gee, I, I'm going to need like a whole weekend to think about that. I don't really have any appreciable skills. That's why I'm doing this. Well, you are you definitely are a radio expert by this time, just well, because of I mean, the I, listen, sheer number of years you've been doing this. I have buffaloed this industry for 36 years, and they don't know what hit them. Well, think although, about that. I, I, although it would be kind of cool to you know cross the finish line mm-hmm. and then you know put your sealed envelope with your taxes right into one of them blue mailboxes at government center and say I'm done. I, yeah, I'd Did love to it see it before the deadline. Love to see it happen. We got some local folks running. Chicopee native Ashley Dion running her first Boston Marathon and also raising money for the Sean Thornton Foundation, founded by the famous Boston Bruins hockey player, raising money for Parkinson's and cancer research and Ms. Dion's grandfather also passed away in february 2021 after battling both parkinson's and cancer so she's doing that and then there's a springfield college student getting ready to run this morning as part of a charity team at the boston marathon she had a back injury which started on her path to running in this event during the covid19 pandemic the springfield college student gianna napoli pursued her passion for fitness after recovering from a back injury and losing nearly 70 pounds. No kidding. Wow. So she lost the weight after she hurt her back. She's telling Western Mass News in an article I'm reading right now that she plans on running and pushing herself in her very first Boston Marathon today. So we wish her well, That's right? That's awesome. Yeah. And in case you're going, you need to know some of the rules and regulations for spectating at the Boston okay. Marathon. In case you're going, you might want to hop in your car now. You're going to miss it all. Yeah, or pass this along to some of your friends and family who are there and getting ready to watch right now. You can't have weapons of any kind. I know that's a big shock. Well, now you tell us. Also, costumes covering the face are illegal, and I don't quite understand that one, but it's true. So I couldn't wear like a big foam head at this thing? No, and I, I, don't, I don't even think you could bring one of those big foam fingers, but you're allowed to bring signs to cheer on some of the athletes. Hmm. That's too bad, because if I were down there, I'd, I'd want to go incognito by wearing something over my head, like one of them creepy horse heads. Mm. I, what, I've never, I don't think I've seen those. You ever seen the plastic horse head mask? No. Is that kind of like a, a thing from The Godfather? Is that where that no, stems from? No, or no. It's, uh, it's uh, something that uh, I've seen uh, quite a bit on social media, and in memes. Mm-hmm. The plastic horse head. All right. Yeah. I'll have to look into that. Yes. Because you'd want one if you saw it. Sure. Let's see. Authorities in Pennsylvania are searching for a missing portable nuclear device. Hmm. It contains radioactive material that belongs to a local construction inspection company. According to Pennsylvania's Department of Environmental Protection, this device, which is a portable nuclear gauge, is often used at construction sites to, quote, evaluate the properties of building and roadbed materials. But if mishandled or damaged, as you might expect people could be exposed to radiation contamination. This is a Troxler Model 3340 portable nuclear gauge. See, I got the 3322, so thank goodness. You're safe. Yeah, less radiation. This nuclear density gauge belonged to that company that I mentioned, which is a local construction company, and apparently it was safely, at least they thought, safely stored inside a vehicle. But then that vehicle was stolen right in Philadelphia. And according to the press release, when the car was found, the gauge was missing. So there may be some crackpot out there with a Troxler 3340 portable nuclear gauge. Except they've also been exposed to all kinds of uh, radiation and, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, know, 
You well, know how ugly that can get. Could be. So you know, maybe this guy has three arms running around with his Troxler. Oh, I don't think you grow a third arm, but if you ever saw uh, Chernobyl, the mm-hmm. miniseries, yeah. you know you don't want to be near that stuff. Very dark series. Highs of about 60 today. Gale warning in effect till 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. As for tomorrow, low 50s for the highs with rain likely coming up next. Now hear this on Rock 102. You know, it ain't easy being the... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 750 and Van Halen on Rock 102. This spring, you're going to celebrate an iconic duo. In fact, you're going to be doing it this Sunday. Bacon and Brews brought to you by the Tommy Carr Auto Group and Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvement. Just just, uh, join us at uh, the Log Cabin on the 24th this Sunday from noon to 3 for a bacon and craft beer themed bash. Admission includes all kinds of bacon-inspired treats prepared by the Log Cabin chefs. Be a cash bar, selection of uh, craft beers to please the palate, plus live music from Alex 2E and the Cloud9 Band, games, fun, and more. Tickets are on sale at rock102.com. you got to be over 21 with a positive ID to enter. Otherwise, we are going to show you what the, the parking lot looks like. It's Bacon and Brews this Sunday at the Log Cabin in Holyoke, brought to you by the Tommy Carr Auto Group, Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic rock. It's 751 with back Steve and Dave minus the Steve party on vacation this week. He'll return next week. And now. Now hear this. Now hear this. Do you truly hear what I'm saying? Sound off like you got a pair. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. Clip number one. In honor of Gilbert Gottfried, who of course passed away last week. Right. In a tribute to him on Saturday Night Live over the weekend with a picture of him as a younger man. Forty years ago, he was part of the cast of Saturday Night Live. That tribute did not include Jordan Jagalinzer from Western Mass News. Comedian and actor Gilbert Gottfried has died at the age of 67. They did not use that uh, clip, unfortunately. Poor Jordan. <laughs> poor, also, poor Jordan. Yeah, just so uninformed about yeah. Gilbert Gottfried's... Uh, comedy career yes very sad very sad also on saturday night live clip number two from colin jost on the weekend update desk Krispy cream is running a promotion offering a dozen donuts for four dollars and eleven cents which is the average price for a gallon of gas but that's counterproductive because now your car is going to have to work even harder to drag your fat ass around <laughs> he's got a point there by it the way a, it is a good point yeah how are you doing with your uh fasting diet by look the way. at me i'm built like a tank yes. you kidding me i'm yes. a real piece a svelte tank oh yeah i'm yeah. I'm, sh- I'm shredding ounces every week i do have some food in the microwave as we speak to torture Good. you with in just a bit uh, i tell you what you've already sold the sizzle on that one <laughs> speaking of food parents at a michigan elementary school upset after a kindergartner brought a bottle of ready to drink Jose Cuervo margaritas to school. <laughs> and the teachers confiscated and drank it themselves. Nope. Multiple students drank some. Oh, very good. One mom of a kid at Grand River Academy in Livonia, Michigan, said her daughter had four or five sips and felt a little woozy afterward. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, t- tequila and children doesn't news normally mix. The girl who brought the booze to school supposedly handed out Dixie cups of the hooch 
to her classmates at snack time. <laughs> Here's a couple of the parents talking about it right here. He claimed she drank four to five sips. She's feel like a little woozy. She's a little dizzy when we went in, in there with the principal. We asked her, was she okay? How did she feel? She said a little dizzy. She said the girl poured it in her cup and she drank it and then the girl ended up telling her what it was. So she went to the teacher and told the teacher that is liquor in this cup, and the teacher gave her, like, a funny face. I'm not sure if they short-staffed or whatever, but, you know, it shouldn't have happened. That's parents Alexis <laughs> Smith and Dominique Zanders, yeah. by the way, well, talking uh, about their daughter. I think if teachers had seen it, they would have confiscated it and gotten rid of it themselves. Right. The old-fashioned way. <laughs> it didn't happen, but, that, I mean, that's exciting. That's, that, that is some snack time right Hell there. Hell yeah. Right? <laughs> It sure beats cookies and milk, doesn't it? I mean, it's look, it's the same as them having uh, some cough syrup that has that kind of stuff in it, right? I mean, essentially. No, it's, that's not, what... it's not the same. You, no? You rarely ever put salt around the cup for some Robitussin. <laughs> oh, man. Now that, that's, I mean, that's some education going on right there. Again, Livonia, Michigan, we're in elementary school. Had an outbreak of booze during snack time. Grand River Academy is the place. And clip number, what are we up to? Four? Three. Three? Oh, Three. no, wait. I played in Jordan Jagalins. Oh, okay, okay, then yeah. this is four. This is four. Uh, this is Alexa telling some jokes on tax day. Now, what we don't have, of course, is Steve here for an Alexa joke off. Right. Unfortunately. Yeah, that's all right. But if you want to take part and you have some comebacks with tax jokes for us, feel free to follow up on Alexa with clip number four. Why did the IRS audit the chiropractor? I don't know. Because he owed them back taxes. Back. Where do homeless accountants live? Homeless accountants? In tax shelters. Ah. Why don't skunks pay taxes? Don't know. They only have one cent. What kind of taxes are there on trash bags? No oh. idea. Hefty ones. And no one is glad about it. Glad about Hey. Wow, she is a funny, <laughs> funny, funny thing. Alexa is special. <laughs> <laughs> That's now hear this with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102 at 755 the 102 second sports coming up next The Rock 102 Golf Club is on sale now presented by Swing Oil The following takes place between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. It's just about 8 a.m. on Rock 102 highs of about 60 today we got a gale warning in effect some heavy winds until 6 a.m. tomorrow morning as for tomorrow rain is likely with highs in the low 50s the weather is brought to you by Noonan Energy, serving Western Massachusetts for over 125 years. NoonanEnergy.com is the place to go for more info. Here's your 102-second sports. <laughs> Starting with baseball, Patriots Day today. Red Sox hosting the Twins at 11 a.m. Sox beat Minnesota yesterday 8-1. to Sox may be without multiple unvaccinated players for an upcoming series against the Toronto Blue Jays north of the border in Canada, where the Canadian government requires a person must have received a second COVID-19 vaccine dose or one dose of Johnson & Johnson at least 14 days prior to entry. Again, a few Sox have not had that done, so they will not be able to join Boston north of the border against the Blue Jays when that series occurs. Hockey, Springfield Thunderbirds beating Charlotte twice over the weekend. The T-Birds are at Rochester tomorrow night, at Bridgeport Friday night, then back home Saturday night against Wilkes-Barre Scranton. In golf at the RBC Heritage in Hilton Head, South Carolina, Jordan Spieth over Patrick Cantlay in a playoff to win that coveted yet ugly plaid jacket. 
In USFL news over the weekend, that's right, the USFL launching its first season for the first time since 1986. Horrible sloppy play in every phase. And in basketball, the Celtics beat the Nets 115-114, to 114, game one of their playoff series in Boston. Jason Tatum on a buzzer-beating layup. Kyrie Irving had 39 points for the losers and also offered some special salutes to the crowd in Boston Garden. Looking, tied up right now. Gets it back from Claxton, shot clock at four. Irving fires away, got it! A two-pointer for Kyrie Irving. And I think he might have saluted them. Yeah, this was such a beautiful shot. Turns and the middle finger salute to one of the fans. I will get fined for that. Can't do that. That's it for the 102-second sports. Coming up next in his view from the couch, Bax covers the Boston Marathon next on... And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As I'm sure you know, today is Patriots Day here in Massachusetts. Today also happens to be the 126th running of the Boston Marathon. Unfortunately, due to several physical setbacks, I was unable to complete the requisite training that would have been required for me to participate in this year's event. Bad feet, bad knees, weak ankles, a medical grade lack of motivation, all of that has led me to back out of this year's Boston Marathon. Instead, I will let somebody from Kenya or Ethiopia take my place in the standings. Now, as you know, the Boston Marathon has not been won by an American runner since 2014, and even then, that guy was from out of town. Now, I'm not saying that we should exclude anybody from running the Boston Marathon because I think that's wrong, even though both Russian and Belarus runners have been told to stay home. But frankly, they didn't really have much chance of winning the Boston Marathon either. None of us really do. But but is that really the point? See, I don't think so. And here's something else I didn't know. The last guy from Massachusetts to win the Boston Marathon was Alberto Salazar in 1982. And he was originally from Cuba and moved to Massachusetts. So when the housing rates being what they were back in 1982, he couldn't even afford to live in the city. In other words, this is an international event that doesn't and shouldn't exclude anybody, even when the countries of origin are acting like a bunch of bloodthirsty jerks. Now, of course, I won't be able to enjoy the marathon this year, but if I could, I'd already have to be on the road since the thing starts at 9.37 this morning between traffic, parking at South Station, running 26 miles, and then having to take the green line to Government Center to Park Street, transfer to the red line to South Station to get back to my car to drive two hours back home. What, with these tired feet? Forget about it. Believe me, I'm doing these international runners a favor by staying home and getting out of their way. Except the Russians, since they'll be staying home too. But hey, and of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You got an Ace Rewards card, right? It's the way to get instant rebates right at the register at Rocky's Ace Hardware. No mailing nonsense, no redeem online or rigmarole. Get an Ace Rewards card. There's nothing to it. Just sign up. Always get the best deals at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.09 and 38 special on Rock 102. So Steve's not here. It's Bax and Dave as part of the Bax, Steve, and Dave show. Steve's on vacation in South Carolina. And I was away for the weekend in lovely Jersey City and Hoboken, New Jersey. Man, the way you talk about it, it sounds so beautiful. It was beautiful. My son's wedding to his longtime 
ex-girlfriend and recent fiance Val. So Dash and Valerie became a happy couple over the weekend. That's good. And uh, I got to be the best man at the ceremony, delivered a speech in which I did not use the word MFR, as you guys challenged me to do. I got to tell you, I'm a little disappointed in you. I know. hundred bucks was on the line. I know. hundred bucks. Yep. I don't know what you spent on a <laughs> gift, but imagine how much nicer it would have been with an additional hundred bucks. Well, it just would have been an additional hundred bucks because all the gifts were cash or checks. That's okay. What, that's what they wanted. They weren't even registered. All right. So then you would have been able to give them yep. $115.75. <laughs> Think about how nice that would have been. What, you look at my checking account? No, I'm just, it's just a, just a guess. <laughs> Jesus. Eerily close. Um, no, it's my it's my only son for crying out loud. I gave well, him a, I'm just saying. Gave him a lot of money. So, I didn't know what their first dance was. I listened to the tune. It was a beautiful tune, right? But I had no idea what it was, and I forgot to ask as we're partying and talking to people and, you know, having a good time at the wedding. And so I had to text him this morning. And by the way, my son, I don't think ever gets up before like 9 o'clock in the morning. So he's not going to hear this. He was up. He was up. Oh, he doesn't listen to our show. Well, my, I don't blame him. My folks listen to our show live in Vero Beach, Florida, although they're still in New Jersey celebrating <laughs> the big wedding. So okay. anyway, yes. uh, the, the song played, and they uh, had a wonderful dance, Dash and Val, and I had no idea what the song was. I asked Dash this morning via text, and he responded almost immediately. I think you probably will know this tune, and at least <clears throat> this artist, based on all of your musical expertise in one category. I can name this song in 36 notes. <clears throat> I think it's going to take you a lot less than that. All right. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Here's the song that accompanied their first dance. Here we go. Velvet Underground. That was like, okay, that's that's seven seconds, yeah. by the way. Yeah. And I don't know how many notes that was. but <laughs> <laughs> Is it all you, tomorrow's parties? You, you are an expert. It's what? All tomorrow's parties? No. Um, oh, um, oh, God. Keep playing it. God, I, you know, I know this. Here come the lyrics. Yep. I'll be your mirror, reflect what you are, in case you don't know. Yeah, that's Nico. Yeah. Well, there you go. Female singer? Their first album, Nico was part of the band, so this is not Lou Reed. There you go. Sunday morning. Nope. Um, I see you. Is it uh, heroin? <laughs> no. I'll give you credit, though. I mean, you knew the band in seven <laughs> seconds, for crying out loud. This is... <laughs> this is I'll Be Your Mirror. Oh, yes, of course. Right, yes. And a beautiful song. Oh, absolutely. That I'd never heard before. How about that, right? Never heard the, uh, you've heard the Velvet Underground, Oh, right? yeah. Well, of course. Yeah with, yeah. with, as you said, Lou Reed, although not on this selection, right? Yeah. Well, you probably heard like Rock and Roll and Sweet Jane and that yes. goes, yeah, okay, there yes. you go. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. that was that was part of the ceremony and then they, they See, bought- See, now, the, the, the interesting part about that is, and I can relate to this, mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> for whatever reason, drawing a blank on what, on the name of the song, but I knew it was Velvet Underground. Sure right you did. Um, is- I, I, I can understand the idea of you pick a song that means something to you. Yes. Even if most people at the wedding 
have never heard that song. Right. Because we did the same thing. We picked a song that nobody knew. Okay. And uh, <laughs> except, except Jenny and I. And what was that again? It was a song uh, called uh, Lucky in Every Way by this band Pugwash. Okay. It's an Irish band. Uh, the guy's a tremendous uh, songwriter, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's just a song that said what we wanted to hear, gotcha. or, 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 or what we felt, yeah. and uh, it was a great song. It was a slow song like that, or a medium tempo, or up tempo? What, uh, what kind of song was it? Let me see if I can get at least a little bit of I'm not going to start from the very beginning, but yeah. this, is, this was it. All right. I'm so lucky I found her. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Nice song. Kind of similar to Dash and Val's song in a way. It kind of has the same feel. Yeah, except Nico is a uh, beautiful uh, European model, right. whereas Thomas Walsh is a heavy set Irishman. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong with that. His, his music is fantastic. So, anyway, it was a great wedding. I got to be the best man, and we had a great time overall at the Colo Club in Hoboken, New Jersey. Yeah. Now, yeah. that's kind of, I have to say, that's kind of cool. Mm hmm. To have your dad as as uh, as the best man. Well, again, it either says volumes about my relationship with my thirty five year old son, right? Or he doesn't have any friends. Well, however, it turned out. <laughs> let's let's just say he had respect for his old man. He did because that's because that's something that uh, you're going to want to tell everybody. That's what we're going to go with. So uh, I picked my dad for our wedding mm-hmm. because of my first wedding. I picked my best friend. And I had been the best man at his wedding. Right. And the problem with that is we both got divorced. Yeah. And then we thought, you know what? I could ask you, but you've been nothing but bad luck to me so far. Yes. And I've been nothing but bad luck to you. So I'm going with my father. And he he, totally understood that. Well, I had to do the same thing with my best friend, who was my best man at my first wedding. Yeah. And wouldn't do it at the other one. So... It wasn't that it wasn't that I didn't ask him. It was like he's like, "Listen, don't ever do that to me again." <laughs> yeah. No, I I've I've been the uh, the best man at two of uh of the three weddings that my dad has been a part of. Yep. I've been best man at two of them. Uh-huh. So, you know, I I tried not to make a lot of jokes the third time around, you yep. know, about the food at the reception being sure. leftovers from the last time. Mm-hmm. I didn't do any of that stuff. But uh but this time he did a, he did a beautiful job. As uh, as my best man, and, nice. and I'm sure you've done a great job with uh, with your sons. Even though a uh, hundred bucks could have been sliding your way, <laughs> I think I did do a good job, and I did make a lot of fun of my son, and I made a lot of fun of me as well during the speech. Hey, if you have any uh, favorite memories of wedding ceremonies with individual tunes like that, or maybe st- stuff that happened that went awry, we'd love to hear from you. Two nine three one zero two one. Worst wedding I ever went to. Um, was it was a couple? It was I, I. I was friendly with the bride more than her, her more than the groom. Okay, it was like you know, like, you know, like couples where like one of the people mm-hmm. you like, and then the other person you go, eh, I don't know. Sure, I don't like spending time with that guy. Oh yeah, something about him gives me the creeps. Mm-hmm. We was, go to this was one of those. <clears throat> this is awful. <laughs> we go to the wedding, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I. Excuse myself. We're at the reception. I excuse myself. I go to the men's room, mm-hmm. and uh, the moment I walk in the door, there's the groom and his best man. Oh, what? Just settle down. I'm getting to the story here. All right. The groom is helping. Uh, excuse me. The best man is helping the groom 
get into his Elvis costume. Okay. Because the guy apparently is a huge fan of Elvis. Now, Elvis is old enough to be his grandfather at Mm -hmm. this point, but he thought it would be so memorable in the middle of his reception to go out and sing Elvis songs to his bride. Wait, he didn't get married in the Elvis outfit. No, he was married in a tux, but then got out of the tux into this, and it's the fat Elvis version. It's not the old Elvis. It's the fat Elvis with Um, like like the, the full length you know your body suit with the chest hair and the and the the gut punt the, pu- the, bulging out the gut bulging out and how, the, how the, is his body compared to the fat elvis uh, he wasn't anywhere near as fat okay. as elvis was in his later days but it was the most embarrassing painful and awkward thing i had ever seen you know if i had done it at either one of my weddings we would have been divorced years ago. Excellent, or just immediate annulment, maybe even. I, you know what? I would have walked. She would have walked away screaming, and I wouldn't have blamed her. Right? Oh my God, it was awful. Don't men listen to me? Listen to me now, and listen to me like I'm telling you, like, like I'm reading from the gospel. Don't ever do that at your wedding. Don't be Elvis. And how- I'm in a place for being Elvis. <laughs> your wedding is not the time nor the place for you to be Elvis. How long did their marriage last <sighs> oddly enough they're still together really? which makes me think there's a whole <laughs> bunch of skeletons in that closet that go pretty doggone deep like it's a walk-in closet <laughs> full of embarrassing situations <laughs> it's uh 820 with back Stephen dave and rock 102 gg inks scream rock 102 with back Stephen dave playing as much tom petty as we can with steve on vacation <laughs> In South Carolina. No, we're not trying. Just because he's gone doesn't mean we're going to add some extra petty in there. No, we're not doing that. No, 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 no. That's not going to happen. So my son's wedding was over the weekend in Jersey City, actually technically in Hoboken. And I was telling you about their first dance to that Velvet Underground tune, I'll Be Your Mirror. And uh, you were telling me during the break there while Tom Petty was playing that uh, you were impressed by Dash's pull on that. Well, one. you know, I mean, you know, the Velvet Underground is not necessarily a band that a young uh, that a young kid is gonna say, "Hey, mm-hmm. I want to play something like that." I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, femme fatale would not be something that uh, a kid would necessarily choose for something like that. But Dash Dash is very musically self aware. Yeah. Always was. Give loves credit. Loves everything from you know classic rock like the Rolling Stones all the way through to today's music and uh, you know he's also been in a couple of bands as well so he knows his stuff he was in a band called party cops yeah huh? and also in a band called secretary legs no kidding yeah here's one of their hits this is your boy yep no kidding on bass That's cool. Yeah. How about that? I know he gets his musical ability from his mom, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's for sure. Yeah. His mom, a very good performer, <laughs> singer, everything. Yeah. Great bass player, his mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. Me, me, I can just talk. That's all I got. But that was from Secretary Legs' summer hiatus EP that they produced back in 2016. According to some of the critics... Secretary Legs, and I'm reading here from YouTube, Secretary Legs recording four quick blasts of obtuse pop for your 2016 end-of-summer soundtrack recorded at Lake House Studios in 
Asbury Park, New Jersey. Secretary Legs is a breath of fresh air in a humidity-saturated pool club. Wow. So Look at go. that, yeah, huh? They, they had some people working overtime on the PR there. Now, uh, how long did it take you to write that uh, critique? <laughs> I did not. You didn't do I it? Did, that, that, that doesn't smack of my writing at all. Uh, but that does sound like mom? Probably. Okay. I could well, see that. Sh- <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, she writes a nice review at the very end. Take out the trash, Dash. That's right. <laughs> it's 828. We have news next on Rock 102. All right. And uh, also, in the news, we'll be covering stuff about the Boston Marathon you might need to know in case you're headed there. And... Some sunshine on the way to start off our Monday, but clouds will be increasing as the day goes on. A seasonable after... In Business West. 8.30. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news, and here's Dave Coombs. Hey, Boston Marathon running today on a Patriots Day. It's also tax day in Connecticut. Taxes due tomorrow in Massachusetts because of Patriots Day. But back to the marathon, the men's wheelchair race will kick off in, geez, just about 30 minutes at 9.02, followed three minutes later by the women's wheelchair event. And then... The rest of the runners will compete right after that, including Bax if he makes it to the starting line in time. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think I'm going to make it. But it is a beautiful day to run far too many miles in one day. And if you want to catch the action on TV, USA Network has coverage. If you want to watch it via the net, live streaming on NBC's sports app and also on Fubo TV. And if you're at the event or you have friends who are, you got to warn them about all the stuff you can't have there, including flammable liquids, weapons of any kind, large blankets or comforters or sleeping bags, and any sort of props that you were expecting to bring. And I don't know if that includes signs to encourage the runners. You know, I was, uh, I've thought about this in the past, and I uh, haven't mentioned it uh, today. I don't like driving my car 26 miles unless it's absolutely necessary. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know, really, I mean, it, that, there's... Like, for example, I, I rarely ever travel over the river. Mm-hmm. You know, in Hamden, we got everything you could ever possibly need right there in town. Mm-hmm. But uh, to run on your feet for 26 miles, yep. as fun as it is for some people, that's just not that's not what I consider to be a grand accomplishment. Because I, I, I would probably need some sort of ambulance care within the first Hundred yards. Yeah, I'd be the and same even, way. And even that might be a little ambitious. And I'm, I'm, you know, a former athlete who still has some athletic ability, and I have no skills in that regard, nor any desire to yeah. run that amount of time. Although I did go watch an ex-wife of mine run the New York City Marathon, and I enjoyed that. Really? I took mass transit around the city, and you got special apps uh, and digital devices you can use to track your favorite runner, and I did that. Were you married to her at the time, or were you just stalking her as she was running? (laughs) Yes. Uh, No, married at the time. You sure? Yeah. So I, you know, Because I can see you stalking. No, I'm not a stalker. A little stalker. Not that I'm going to admit on the air. Okay. Uh, I can see you into surveillance. Well... Doesn't everybody do that kind of thing with Facebook these days? With an X? No, not always. Anyway, I did support her efforts at the New York City Marathon, and I was happy to bop around on mass transit to do that. It was a lot of fun. Good for you. Yes. The Boston Athletic Association, by the way, naming Spencer the dog the official dog of this year's Boston Marathon. Now, this Labrador Retriever, Golden Retriever, had been apparently there every year casually, but was 
apparently in, on display so often that they decided to make that dog the official dog of the marathon this year. He'll hold in his mouth a flag with Boston Strong written on it, and he'll be cheering on the runners. Is that considered to be a prop? Because if that's the case, that dog's going to be asked to leave. I think he has special dispensation there. I don't think so. Chickabee native Ashley Dion is running her first Boston Marathon, raising money for the Sean Thornton Foundation, founded by the famous Boston Bruin, raising money for Parkinson's and cancer research. A couple of uh, items from over the weekend. Uh, first of all, on Friday, Patrick Major did get the job, announced officially as Chickabee's new police chief. We had talked about that earlier in the week. So he's chief major. He is. And also, I think there was an event over the weekend in your neck of the woods, right? Yeah, so uh, we're all sitting around the uh, the house on uh, the other day, mm-hmm. minding our own business. You know, yesterday uh, around say four fifteen ish, and we're just uh, we're just kind of you know hanging around and uh, you know playing on our phones. Right. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, we hear what sounds like an explosion. Was this reported in any of the news? No, no, no. But if you went on Facebook and looked at the Hamden, Massachusetts Open Forum, right. You find out what this is. Now, you know, the last time I recall an actual bona fide explosion that I could hear mm-hmm. and feel from my house was a situation that uh, happened uh, many years ago when the uh, the Scores Gentlemen's Club <laughs> blowed up. Wow. And uh, you, I was living in East Lombard at the time. And you could actually hear the feel the percussion of that explosion. All the way from downtown. Yeah, normally maybe excavation sites have yes. have this kind of thing going on. Yeah, if you live near like a quarry, you yes. might expect a, an occasional explosion from time to time. So, uh, you know, we're online and uh, and and here's what we find out was it wasn't an explosion of like a of like a, a strip club. Mm-hmm. It was a gender reveal party <laughs> going on in Hamden, and well. somebody. Somebody posted the video of this. Now, now, now just, it's it's like an 18-second video, but just listen to how loud this explosion is from this uh, from video on Facebook. Okay. Girl! Wow. That's a loud explosion. That is. Now, I, I will tell you. Uh, Did that, you you heard this by the way? You yes, heard? <laughs> I was sitting at home. It was just wow. yeah, not that far from my house. <laughs> Do you know how close it was? Like address wise, Do you, uh, any... close enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like within a mile or so, wow. two miles maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it it sounded like it was just next door. I bet. Of course, not enough for me to you know call the police or right. anything like that. But uh, you should also know that it's a boy. So. And even though I think she shouted out "girl" at the very end there, well, because you know that everyone yells trying to trick, trying to trick everybody there. Yeah, but the, the, the people yellow. shouting out guesses. Yeah, exactly. Listen to this again. Girl. So obviously some some pink smoke there, right? No, the, blue. It's a boy. Oh, it's a boy. Okay, yeah. It's even though boy. she guessed girl. Okay, she, I got she you. guessed girl, gotcha. but she was she was dead wrong. Wow. Now I I will say that perhaps. This is overdoing the gender reveal a little bit. Well, nobody got hurt, though, right? Nobody got hurt uh, that I'm aware of. But, you know, explosions in a sleepy little town like Hamden, Mm -hmm. you know, we all don't know what this is all about until someone says it was a gender reveal party. Wow. So if you were sitting around Hamden, Wilbraham, maybe some people in East Longmeadow heard it, Munson, now you know. And the news source 
Breaking this news for Western Mass, by the way, Rock 102. Yeah. How well, about there that? you go. Always, always happy to get to the bottom of the local stuff. On the cutting edge. Police and firefighters in Clifton, New Jersey. Again, I was in New Jersey over the weekend. This was nearby. A 60-year-old man had to be rescued from a dumpster Saturday. Claimed he'd been trapped in the waste bin for three days. Once the man was extracted, he explained to authorities that he saw a chair in the dumpster that he liked and he wanted to salvage. God, you know, Jesus left on Friday, hadn't been seen since uh, for three days. Yeah, maybe he was looking for a chair himself. Huh. When he fell in, this 60-year-old dude, while retrieving the treasured chair, he couldn't get out, according to a lieutenant from the police department in Clifton, New Jersey, adding that residents of a nearby apartment complex heard the man's screams. Didn't know where they were coming from until they could locate the screams inside the dumpster. And right. that initiated the rescue. The police reported that the duration of his confinement could not be verified, but that he was treated for minor injuries. No kidding. I hate it when they toss away a perfectly good white boy like that. Well, I mean, honestly, uh, you should be able to get out of a dumpster. Mm-hmm. You think, right? It's not that hard. Well, maybe he was sitting in the comfortable chair that he wanted to salvage and he was just enjoying himself. Well, maybe, but you if, you, if you've ever been in a dumpster, you want to get out of the dumpster. Have you ever been in a dumpster? I before? have been in a dumpster. By, on purpose or by accident? Always on purpose. Uh-huh. Something in there you wanted or what? Something in there I had to find. Okay. Well, if it's happened to you, it's love, happened. To, love to hear from you. Hey, the Holyoke Civic Symphony celebrating maestro David Kidwell's 25th season That'll be with an orchestra and a special concert coming up May 1st at Holyoke Community College. All your favorites backs, including Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue. Oh, I do love that one. Florence Price's Concert Overture Number 1. Love that one. And Kidwell's own Shenandoah, A Symphonic Portrait. Anything from the Velvet Underground? No, ah. sadly. Maybe there's still time to put in a request. That concert again coming up May 1st in honor of Maestro David Kidwell's 25th season with the Holyoke Civic Symphony. More information on their website, HolyokeCivicSymphony.org. And finally, this spring, the Division of Fisheries and Wildlife planning to conduct prescribed fires in Southwick. And it could happen today. So if you're seeing fires in Southwick, these are prescribed fires. In conjunction with the Southwick Wildlife Management Area on South Long Yard Road, they're geared to improving and maintaining important wildlife habitat and restoring mm -hmm. native grasslands. Yes, because what better way is there to protect our, our environment than to burn it all down? Apparently, the first prescribed burns of the season might occur as early as today, although the exact time and location of the prescribed fire activities will depend on safety, weather, and environmental conditions. And as I said, the weather today calls for a gale warning in effect until 6 tomorrow morning. So I don't know if that's conducive to this kind of thing or yeah, not. I don't know. I don't. Th I think if, if it's a real... Like if you were burning in your backyard mm -hmm. and it's real windy, right. the fire department will tell you no burning on a day like today. Right. So maybe there will be none of this going on in Southwick today. But in case you do see fires, that's probably what it is. Highs of about 60 today. Highs in the low 50s tomorrow. Rain is likely tomorrow. Today, it's going to be pretty good. That's your news on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 840, almost 849. And Kansas with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. It's finally getting warmer here in our studio. We're going to hit highs of about 60 today outside with a gale warning in effect until 6 tomorrow morning. You know, I have uh, virtually no skill when it comes to uh, household projects. You know, <laughs> I'm, fix, I'm with you. Fixing stuff, building stuff. Yep, same I, here. 
I really don't uh, have that kind of skill. So I would much rather win $2,500 in cash with uh, Rock 102's Pick Your Project, brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. You could use uh, that cash for any number of things, like uh, putting some relaxation in your summer with a 21st century pool or spa, lumber for your building project with Hamshaw Lumber, repairs to your well, or putting in a water treatment system from Aquapump, or tree care or removal from DLNG Tree. And it's real simple to qualify. You just go to rock102.com. You sign up. One winner chosen at random. Uh, to pick your project, brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. Visit them at DaveMinerRoofing.com and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. So there's a website called F My Life. The F stands for that word. Fiddlesticks. The ones that rhyme. Fudge. The, no, the one that rhymes with muck. And I, I don't I don't know what that, uh, that word is. Well, you're going to have to put it together. I think most folks understand what I'm trying to say here. The F My Life website is for people to tell stories briefly about why their life went horribly awry. Hmm. For instance, here's one. Today, my boyfriend of seven years told me he's not sure he wants to marry me. Despite us talking for years about getting married, apparently he's worried about what will happen to our cats if we were ever to get divorced. That sounds like a guy who's serious about the commitment. Yep. And, of course, at the end, F my life. That's how they do this thing. You know, they tell the quick story in about a sentence or so, and then F my life. Here's another one. Today, I received an email from the place I'd interviewed at for a job telling me they won't be offering me the position because they came across an old Twitter account of mine where I posted X-rated content and some (sighs) questionable humor F my life. Yeah, you didn't think about that when you were posting it, did you? See, that's always a warning for kids these days, especially. No, all of my pornographic material are posted on something that does not have my name to it. Well, and even if it were, it would be a bonus for a radio personality, I think. Yeah, because, you see, the limits are set very low for people like us. Exactly right. Yeah, they, when, no no one in radio is going to go into, say, I don't know, uh, chemical engineering mm-hmm. or politics. Right. And if they do, don't vote for them. Here's another one from F My Life, the website. Today, a friend moved into my new house. He was a great roommate years ago, but COVID seems to have gotten to him because he brought a huge stockpile of non-perishable food and keeps talking about, quote, fortifying the house for the apocalypse. Mm. Please send help. F My Life. I would think that'd be a pretty big red flag. I mean, if you didn't share that kind of uh, yeah. th- that kind of survivalist instinct, sure, kind of like Stephen Gross in uh, what was that movie with Kevin Bacon? Tremors, remember Tremors? I do. Yeah, and he was fortified to the max with all sorts of weaponry and f- canned goods and everything like that. Listen, if the apocalypse happens, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and we're kind of all on on death's door, mm-hmm. I could stockpile as much as I want. I'm probably not going to survive the apocalypse, which means I would have wasted all of that food and supplies for nothing. Sure. When I could be enjoying my life right this moment. Here's another F my life story. Very brief. Today, my mom asked me what a MILF is. Apparently, that's my mom's nickname at work. F my life. (sighs) I don't want to have to be the one to tell my mom what MILF stands for. (laughs) Right. Somebody else should do that. In fact, in, in fact, that's what I would do. Is that I would say, if my mom were asking, I'd say, Mom, I am not going to have this conversation with you, but if you are that interested to find out, 
there's the internet. You may go look that up. But I would don't tell- be surprised if you see some things that you might not approve of. I would tell that to my mom, too, but she wouldn't be able to figure out the internet, probably. And she's probably listening right now. Yeah, but you know what? That's that's not going to be your responsibility. <laughs> that's right. You don't want to be the one to sit her down and say, well, brace yourself, because here's what it means. Well, Mom, if you're listening in now in New Jersey, because she and my stepfather still remaining in New Jersey for an extended holiday following the wedding this weekend. All right. They're probably listening in their hotel room right now. Mom, I'm not going to tell you what a MILF is. You'll have to look it up. And one more <laughs> F my life story here, and I quote, Today, I accidentally texted my new housemate saying, Hey, want to get freaky before moving in tomorrow morning? It was supposed to say breaky, as in breakfast. F my life. And instead, it said freaky. Yep. So now they got that between them. Wouldn't to it just out. have been more simple to say, do you want to get breakfast? Correct. Rather than try to be cute with it. Yeah, brekkie, in other words. Yeah. Yeah. That, to you say know, brekkie. You should be ashamed of yourself. And mm-hmm. by the way, you don't always have to hit send right away. Right. Sometimes it's yeah. just okay to say, before I hit send, am I, am I saying the right stuff? A few moments of contemplation and fact-checking and spell-checking. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, sure. and then then there be there be no confusion mm-hmm. and no embarrassing situation to result. Okay, but that's not what texting and social media is all about. It's about being fast and, and first. It's just about eight fifty-five with back Stephen Dave and Rock One Hundred Two. Everyone has a project they want to finish. Sometimes it's a dream.